Hello and welcome back to the Daily Study of the Way of Mastery. I'm Jason Amoroso, your guide, and today we continue with Lesson 5, The Keys to the Kingdom. Section 4, the third key, is allowance, and we're going to start at paragraph 9, where Jeshua continues, In the stage of allowance, we begin to cultivate an acceptance of all things in our experience. We begin to see that because we have made a commitment to awakening and incarnating only Christ, The universe is already conspiring to bring the people and events into our lives on a moment-to-moment basis that can best provide us with exactly what we need, most need, to learn or become aware of. So let's look at this. This is the stage of allowing, meaning things do not need to be different for us to hold the consciousness of loving. That is what unconditional love is. The conditions don't need to be different for you to choose to see rightly. And in the stage of allowance, Jeshua says, we cultivate, we grow this acceptance of all things. Again, it's not a resignation. It's just an allowing of whatever is. It's the neutral mind that Jeshua has talked about where we're not constantly judging things or fighting things or trying to change things. That's what so often people think, oh, well, if I accept that, that's unacceptable. That's not what Jeshua is saying. He's saying it's seeing it with neutrality, not needing it to be any different, and staying open in our heart to love. And we begin to see that because we've made this commitment to waking up to what truly is, what Jeshua is teaching us, and incarnating only Christ, the loving consciousness— of the awareness of the divine in all things, in all situations, in all experiences, which most of us, myself included, when we just kind of get lost in the day-to-day, we judge everything. We judge everything. Good, bad, right, wrong. Is this in my way? Is this not in my way? Is this person a friend or is this person an enemy? Or are they, whatever it is, we're always judging. But when we have a commitment to awakening and incarnating only Christ, the universe is like, hells yeah, let's go, baby. And it's already, even before we make that decision, it's already conspiring. Do you know what the word conspire means? Con means with. Spire means breathe. So the word conspire means to breathe with. How beautiful is that? The universe is already breathing with you to bring the people and events into our lives on a moment-to-moment basis. Not once in a while, not every big change in your world, every single second. That means the people that, that means your checkout clerks at the grocery store, the people in the cars and the traffic around you, the people at Starbucks, the people that you call up when you need customer service from the gas company, all of it, moment-to-moment that can best provide us with exactly what we most need to learn or become aware of. That's how kind and loving the universe is. This is the universe conspiring with us to bring into our experience the people, the situations, and and the events that will help wake us up. And they do that by triggering us. They They do that by bringing things into our experience that we can't deny that we have to deal with. So let's look at this. 
where Jeshua in paragraph 10 continues, and so messengers are sent. That messenger could come in the form of someone whom you fall in love with, and there is something there for you to learn. It could be that you've been blocking yourself from feeling love for other people, and now someone finally comes that blasts down the door and you cannot help but feel that feeling. You know, I've talked to and worked with as a coach uh, people who have heartbreak and they've had experiences where they close their heart off and then they're ready to open their heart again. And so they may come to me as a coach to support them in doing that, both in taking action, taking risks, showing up and doing the things that they say they want to do for accountability and commitment and consistency, but also the inner work of opening, reopening the heart and having compassion and forgiving themselves for the judgments they've held against themselves. For everyone, it's some derivation of I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy of love. I'm not worthy of success, whatever it is. In this case, we're talking about relationships. And so some people can close their heart. And Jeshua was saying, messengers are sent. This is an example. If you've closed your heart, say, I'm never going to love again. Screw all people. Screw all men. Screw all women. And you got your heart closed. The universe will send you a messenger that that will shatter this for you. You've made this strong commitment to yourself to never open your heart. I'm not going to love again. And then somebody comes in that you're not expecting and blows the doors right open to your heart. And so often we want to be like, well, is this the one? We want to make that person all of a sudden something special. Are they my soulmate? Is this is this now the relationship? When maybe the only purpose of that relationship is to have you open your heart again. That's the only purpose. That's the messenger comes for that purpose. Maybe the relationship doesn't work out, but you've learned that it's safe to love again and open your heart. So the universe gives you the messengers that you need. And you're a messenger for someone else. Understand that too. It's it's a it's an it's an agreement. It's both and. Jeshua says in paragraph 11, the messenger could be someone who comes as the grain of sand within the oyster that causes the friction within you that nudges you from your sleep. And you realize that you've been operating out of some very dysfunctional patterns and that you have got to get a better grip upon the truth of who you are. So the first example he gives when messengers are sent are people that you fall in love with, that you open your heart to. And the second example, this one, is the people that just... I think to quote Peter Griffin from Family Guy, which I watched long, 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 long time ago, is grind my gears. The people that grind your gears, the people that are that, that grain of sand in the oyster that causes the friction that we hate. It's uncomfortable. But of course, we know it happens. That grain of sand becomes the pearl. But we need that friction, that person in our life that rubs us the wrong way or does, does something that we deem is a violation or offensive. And that is the universe loving us so much that it's bringing this person and this experience into our experience and awareness for healing, to reveal to us the limiting beliefs, the judgments that we are holding, the misunderstandings that we're holding. One for me, and this was a younger one, was when I was in college, I was hanging out with my friends. I think I was a junior and they were seniors. It was like one or two friends and then their buddies who I didn't really know that well. Let's call him uh, uh, Johnny Z. And so 
I'm hanging out with my friends and Johnny Z, and we're drinking, and I think I'm like 19 or 20 at the time, and being like more of a goody two-shoes. I we went out to the the main street. We were drinking at somebody's ha- college house and we went to the main street where there's a convenience store and we we all go into the convenience store and I'm feel I'm not like hammered, wasted, sloppy, but I'm definitely drunk for a 19-20 year old and uh, we're in the store and I kind of in the front there's a yogurt machine and with all the topping little bins and I think I was going to get some yogurt but I was thinking about it so I took one or two Reese's pieces and I ate them and then I kind of walked to the back of the store looking for something I didn't really find anything and as I was walking to the back of the store I see one of the guys in this group Johnny Z and he's got you know he's in front of this big cooler of sodas and it's open he's standing in the open cooler chugging a two liter of iced tea. So I'm like, that's weird. I would never think to do that. You'd pay for it and then you'd you drink it. And so I'm looking around. I don't see anything I like. So I start to walk up to the front to get the frozen yogurt. And the owner of the store comes up to me and he's like, tell me what you did or I'm calling the cops. And I'm like, huh, what are you talking about? And he says it again. Tell me what you did or I'm calling the cops. And I was more afraid of getting busted for being underage drinking So I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And he said, I saw you drink the soda out of that two liter out of the cooler and you put it back. And immediately I knew what he was talking about. And it was the other kid who was not my friend. I didn't really know him other than I was with him. And I was like, I I didn't do that. You have that. It wasn't me. But I wasn't going to rat out him. In hindsight, I would have done that immediately. Nope, that was that guy. (laughs) But but, uh, that was the part of the learning. And so the cops came. My friend, who was friends with Johnny Z, and Johnny Z and one or two other guys, they're all watching. They're all standing there. As the cops show up, the guy took my drive, gave him my driver's license. I don't know why I did that. But the cops showed up, and they arrested me. They put handcuffs on me in front of everyone. This Johnny Z is standing. He's sitting right there watching this. No one says a word. And they take me down to the station, and I don't remember. Like, I got... I don't I don't think they like took my mugshot or anything like that. But, you know, about a half an hour later, I got bailed out by my friend, not Johnny Z. My friend paid 100 bucks to bail me out. And then we went out to pizza and Johnny Z, I think, maybe might have bought me a slice or two. And I was like so shell shocked and I was young and I didn't know how to stand up for myself. And so I just kind of was like, this sucks. Um And that was a messenger. Johnny Z was a messenger for me. It was such an important lesson at a young age to be aware of who you who you are with, even if you're not friends with them. That matters. The quality of the company that you keep and standing up for yourself and not taking the fall for someone else who you don't who doesn't even mean anything to you. So there's a whole lot of value in that lesson that I didn't know at the time. Uh, but I figured out because of that experience, Johnny Z being the messenger for me. I mean, that's a very, very young example of that. And we all have kind of people that come into our lives for a little bit, whether it's a boss or a coworker or uh, a classmate or a relationship that doesn't last forever, but they definitely play a role in our life. That's the universe loving us by sending us messengers. And Jeshua is saying, and this is just important to reiterate, he says – 
we begin to see that because we've made a commitment to awakening and incarnating only Christ, the universe is conspiring for us. So especially when you're conscious, if you're on this journey, conscious just means aware. When you're aware that being the presence of love is more important to you than really anything else, your ego still might want the car or the job or the relationship or the you know the social validation, but that that's the ego. The ego can want those things, but like your soul, your heart, you are committed above all to God and love and being what you are. And so especially when we make that commitment on some level, the universe is always, always giving us and now giving the, us these messengers and now we can see them for what they are even more clearly. So look at your own life right now. Again, this is not just in good information and good teaching. It's to be applied. Look at your life right now. Who is a messenger for you. I mean, everybody is, right? Jeshua said moment to moment, every single person is perfect and exactly what you need. Think of it as chapters of your life and different people playing different roles for you, just like you play roles for them. So who is in your life? Who's your boss? What do they represent to you? What triggers do they pull within you? Your job, what does your job represent to you? What's your relationship with your job? Your in-laws, your partner, your friends or the community, who are people that kind of rub you the wrong way? And you can always just look on social media or the news, too. I mean, that's part of it, too. Sometimes there's messengers for the masses. So Jeshua says, he continues here saying, it may be that you need to learn to express your feelings more. It may be that you need to accept your own creativity more. Through your messengers, that which causes you to finally be responsible and be honest about where you are will be brought up within you. So Jeshua giving us more examples of different ways that that the messengers, it's really the role, but we make it personal because the ego takes it personally. So the ego doesn't see the lesson and that and this these messengers and them playing roles for us to awaken. The ego is like, that person's an a-hole. That person's wrong. That person's, why are they so difficult, right? That's what the ego makes it personal. But if we can take a step back, take a 30,000 foot view and see these relationships and events in our life from a bigger picture, we see the role that they play. Maybe it's to express our feelings more. Maybe you're in uh, in, an abusive relationship to become empowered to have boundaries, to stand up for yourself, to say, I will not, this is not acceptable. I will not tolerate this. I'm out. You know, there's a lot of different, so many different lessons, whatever lesson that we need. And each person has their own curriculum. And again, where the ego gets tripped up is we compare our curriculum and our lessons with somebody else's and we judge ourselves. Well, look at all these other people. They're all successful and happy in their relationships, but I'm not. What's wrong with me? Why can't I figure this out? We take it, we make it, the ego makes it personal. When from a a, a million foot view, your soul chose this lifetime and maybe one of your majors, if you think about it in school, you have a major, maybe one of your majors is relationship, is self-love and the way that you discover or uncover or deepen in discovering the love that you are, that you don't need anyone or anything else to know that you are worthy of love. Yes, a relationship can amplify love, but you're here to learn in this example that you don't need another person or you don't need a relationship to love yourself. 
So you have a lot of relationships that may be challenging that bring this up for you. And that's really the opportunity. But when our ego is looking at, well, all these other people are happy, something's wrong with me. Not realizing that this is the universe loving you and bringing these people to play these roles for you. So look at your own life. Sit down, write out their names and write out the role that they're playing for you. Last paragraph, Jeshua says, for instance, he's giving us another example. If you think, well, I never get angry anymore. After all, I'm a very spiritual person. I just got out of seminary and I know it all now. So I'll just live in heavenly bliss. And events begin to happen. Perhaps, as an example, a gay couple moves into your neighborhood and you discover that you have some very deeply seated perceptions that there is something wrong with that sexual orientation. They are messengers sent to you by the universe to push you to look more deeply. So again, this is Jeshua using an example of like spiritual bypass. Well, I'm spiritual now. I I know all these things intellectually, so I think I've got it, but I haven't integrated it. I'm not embodied in these teachings. I don't apply anything, but I can understand it and I know it and I can say it to other people and I could post on social media things, but I'm not applying it and doing the deeper work. Boom. Life will give you uh, a situation, an experience, and he's using this example of the gay couple that will bring up, oh my, lots of judgment within this example. And you can look at the judgment, bring it up for healing. Again, it's not right or wrong. That's the ego is right or wrong. So this is allowance. Again, allowance is the cultivation of a way of looking at the events of your life. You're allowing them. You're not trying to make them different than they are. You see them as stepping stones, lessons to heal the obstacles of love. If you want to fly, you got to give up the shit that weighs you down. Tony Morrison, Rumi, A Course in Miracles, seek not for love, but seek for the obstacles of love and seek to remove or heal them because your nature is loving. So we're being vigilant and seeing all these things. So that's what acceptance is. And when we make this commitment to incarnate only Christ, and don't judge yourself if you're falling short of that, that's an ego game. The commitment is internal. It's already done, honestly. You've already made it if you're on this path. The universe will conspire, breathe with you to bring you the people and the events on a moment-to-moment basis that best provide you with exactly what you need to learn in that moment, in the chapter of your life. So do the work here. Write down the people's names. Write down the roles that they're playing for you. Not personally. Don't take it personally. See them as actors in a play providing you with a lesson. What is it? And if you need a little help, go back to lesson three, I think it was, on forgiveness and look at projections. Whatever you're judging them for, there's something inside of you that's unresolved looking for healing. All right. This is a really great little section. Love you guys. Way to go. Stay on this every day. If you binge through this, start again. Start from the beginning and just binge through it again while you wait for the next you know, episode. This isn't going anywhere. We're in it for the long game. So if we're 117 episodes in and you're like, ah, I don't want to wait until Monday for the next episode, start at one and listen again. There's no rush. This is about repetition. That's why it's daily. That's why it seems like sometimes it's the same thing over and over. It's good. It sinks in. We hear it differently depending on where we are in our life and our journey. And we're doing it together as a community. 
If you get value from this, like, subscribe, share, give us a good review and a rating. I think that's the most helpful thing for this to show up for other people. And if you want to reach out, send us any kind of feedback. Hello at revelationbreathwork.com. I'm listening. I'm enjoying. I didn't really agree with you here. Whatever it is, send me, send us a note. Send me a note. Um, appreciate you guys. Have an awesome day. And we'll see you next time.